0: Well, this is going to go out on September 29th. Um, we're so close to deer season. It's it's palpable. We can, <laughs> you can almost taste it. Uh, temperatures have been a little warm, you know, but that's what happens with uh, October 1st openings. You never know what you're going to get. So be safe out there. Wear your safety harnesses as you go up into trees and tree stand hunting. Uh, today's episode, you're going to get to hear... Uh, Eco Kenzeri, talk about his his responsibility uh, in the capital region and Region Four specifically Renssel- Rensselaer County uh, and a little bit about Officer Kanzeri. He was recognized by the Upper Hudson QDMA for his tireless effort in law enforcement and as a environmental conservation officer. In 2016, he received the Samuel S Taylor Award for the apprehension of an armed subject. Isio uh, Ganzeri attends countless hunter ed classes and helps new sportsmen understand his role in conservation as well as their role uh, in conservation. He patrols Rensselaer County and he created the Facebook group, Capital District Sportsmen. In just nine months, uh, the group has grown to over 2,400 members. And it's become a great resource to us. Uh, earlier this week, uh, he did q and A Q&A, uh, live stream, so I encourage you guys to go over and check that out. You can scroll through the comments below. I believe they answered a lot of the questions, or rewatch it and listen to the questions that come up. Uh, and again, it's you know the work that he's doing is great for for us and support him. Say hi to him. Uh, that's that's kind of, I think, the biggest message is he he wanted the people to know that you, we don't have to be afraid of the ECOs. Uh, just say hi, call them over, show them what you're doing, and uh, it seems like a, a great resource, and it was a great time meeting with him and having him on the show. He's doing great things for the county, uh, and if you have a question, call him. I'll put his contact information in the show notes. So if you need to reach him, absolutely call him. If you have any questions or you're unsure of something, reach out. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the 518 Woods and Water podcast, where each week we will have interesting conversations about all things woods and water. back to 518 Woods and Water. Uh, Brian Cole and myself are here with a special guest uh, from Region 4, uh, ENCON Officer, ECO, Brian Canzeri. Hi, how are you? Good. So, um, we're coming into hunting season. Uh, we'll be two days away when this airs uh, on Sunday the 29th. Um, so, what are you um, looking forward to this, this season? Well, um,
1: we have Complaints already of some road hunting, people trying to get out there early, and uh, I look forward to working in the evenings, late at night, looking for the uh, road hunters and deer jackers. That's why I love the job.
0: So, road hunting, Um, it's obviously illegal, and uh, how brazen are road hunters? Well... It cycles a little bit, but when I first came into the
1: county for Rensselaer County, they back in the early 2000s, it, just to ride around with loaded guns, it was it was a common occurrence. And uh, you know, once you start checking and it gets out that they're getting arrested, then you know they try to uh, be a little sneakier and less obvious. So, but uh, road hunting still exists today. That's every year I get cases of road hunting turkey. Deer, um, even
0: fur bears at night, mm-hmm. driving around and shooting from vehicles from the road. So, you have a big connection with this uh, Capital District Sportsman's <laughs> page on Facebook. Take us through how that came to fruition.
1: Well, after this past hunting season I, in January, that's the couple months I'm burned. I, I, I burn out after hunting season. I work so many hours at night. And uh, so, I was just thinking about the type of things that I experience, and people always ask what I do for my job and I you know I said maybe I can share it a little bit, you know kind of some transparency mm-hmm. and a little education came to mind afterwards and connect with the uh sportsmen and women around the area you know and through my career I found you know obviously that's our best one of our best tools assets is networking mm-hmm. hand out my business cards I went and Purchased my own, made them special, you know, so they were a little more attractive. And uh, so between that
0: and uh, education, and it's, since January, it's taken right off. Yeah, what's nice to see on the Facebook page, Brian uh, Cole and I were talking, is that we see how much more you do than just, yeah. you know. Like enforcement. Uh, you know, inf- yeah, just, uh, wildlife rescue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Take us through some of the rescues you've done. <laughs> Uh, you know, and that's, you know, seasonal stuff.
1: Um, and that's a great thing about our job. It's, it changes seasonally. Um, so after hunting season, you know, we go into say snowmobiling, ice fishing, some small game trapping. Mm -hmm. And then we come into spring with early, with spring fishing, fish stocking. And that's when all the babies are being born. So I know every year you get the little skunks wandering down 4th Street and Troy in a single file, abandoned raccoons, injured hawks, owls, and all sorts of animals. So it's, it's nice I can share that and people can see different things that we do. There are some things I can't share. They're a little over the top, maybe too graphic. But <laughs> <laughs> So when I, I kept that in, in mind when we first started, when I first started the site because the page... You know I want it to be nice and friendly and informative mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah it's it's great to see the animal rescues and then when you're releasing owls back into the habitat you make sure you let everybody know yeah and, and that's a really that's a great thing about social media yeah, yeah. Um, back in the day when forums first started uh, people didn't have an identity and forums were real messy um, where people didn't have a consequence and it seems now with Facebook there's an identity attached yeah, to it's them. It's a little so bit better. It's a little sure. bit better yeah. and, and for the most part people are, are pretty good on the on the site. Yeah, I think it's because we're all in the same area. A lot of us
1: know each other, friends of and not just some smart aleck in California. He can mm-hmm. say whatever he wants without consequence. And I think just having good sportsmen and women, their attitude is, is professional. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, you mentioned education as being a, a facet of, of that. And I think, yeah. you know, that's kind of what, um, to some degree, kind of influenced us to want to do something like this, is to have just another uh, avenue to reach out to sportsmen and women and, you know, just maybe have uh, kind of be a, a conduit to, um, you know, the outdoors. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, hunting and fishing. and Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and just as you had mentioned before uh, in conversation you and mm-hmm. I had, like marriage of, mm-hmm. of groups, we all have the same goal, mm-hmm. promoting the outdoors, you know, um, getting the youth involved mm-hmm. and with the social media, uh, you know, yeah, it's it helps us connect with one another and, it, and we end up having a lot of the same
0: people and coordination together. So... Uh, with um, some of the stuff uh, of your job coming into hunting season and the, you know, what are the most common citations that?
1: Um, well, complaints and and citations, tickets. Um, one of the, the uh, bigger ones would be hunter trespass. And like when you have your hunter safety courses, that's a, a big thing, a, a big a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding where... You can hunt and how to go about getting permission. And property owners are constantly calling us throughout the season dealing with people trespassing, whether it's big game deer or maybe coyote hunters. Mm-hmm. And that's always a hot topic. Um, one that, as far as I deal with in the county, and one of my, um, I don't like people baiting. You know, if you're feeding deer. You know, we know chronic wasting disease is a concern, and you're not supposed to feed, but we really don't enforce that. But when you're using bait to help hunting, your better chances of, of taking a deer. That's, that's when I, I investigate and mm-hmm. get involved, you know.
0: Yes. Um, now, are there any cases of CWD in New York yet?
1: Uh, we had years ago out west. It was a mm-hmm. game farm, but not in the wild. No. Okay. You
0: no. Know, and and that's also why anything that's brought into the state has to be fully cleaned from deboned, deboned, yeah. and then if a head's coming in, it's got to be f- clear of the brain clean, matter, correct? And clean. Yep. Um, so uh, take us through. Um, you know, you you attend a lot of hunter ed classes. Um, take us through uh, why you're such a force at these classes. Where you're traveling to. Such a force. Well, <laughs> you do come yeah. in with some authority. Oh, yeah. I think
1: just the attire we wear does <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You just know, and to sit up a little yeah, straighter in your and, chair. You know, and we have fun. And I think, you know, over the years, and we always come in our introduction is hey, we're a resource. Don't look at me as someone just looking to arrest you and, and try to hurt you. I'm a resource. I want you to call me. When you see me, I want you to not be scared. Yeah. Say, hey, how are you doing? Come on over. You know, nice to see you and and learn. And if you have any questions, feel free to call us. As you can see, all our cell phone numbers are in the game guide. And, you know, call us up if you're concerned. And people, and uh, like, make mistakes. Every I see, mm-hmm. You know, if you make a mistake, call us up. Hey, I didn't mean, but I forgot my tag. I shot a deer. You know, we're human beings we're reasonable Mm -hmm. you know i think that's you know but you know we enjoy coming and showing that side of us and plus explaining the laws what what you should look um to do when you do Mm -hmm. go hunting um what we expect and some people you take for granted you think they know the laws but they may not so we try to cover all that stuff
0: and when we come for the courses yeah uh, in, in May, I was up camping at Rogers Rock. And uh, by our campsite walked a, a little girl with a large mouth. And the father was ahead of her. And I said, I called him over. I said, the law's on those right now. You, you really you weren't <laughs> supposed to keep that. Yeah. And he, obviously, the kid bought it. They had a fishing rod for the kid. And, and he was, what do I do? And I said, well, you can just you call, search ENCON and you can call them and let them know. And uh, I don't know if that's the route he took, but yeah. that was the advice that, yeah. that we always want to give everybody to, right. you know, especially if a kid yeah. comes home with the fish that they weren't, you know, they, they need to know the rules too, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah.
1: you know, the point, that's a great point is we have a lot of discretion. Mm-hmm. We understand there's a letter of the law. What is the intention of the law? And then there's some gray area and then some some dis- discretion. Mm-hmm. And in a case like that, you know, you see the excitement. You don't want to discourage somebody from hunting and fishing and have a negative experience. So you look at maybe their culpable mental state. Mm-hmm. Did they intentionally, knowingly, well, right. you know, why did they do mm-hmm. it? So we take factors into, into account. And, uh, you know, we have tickets and we even have written warnings, verbal warnings. But what's the most important part when I, even when I write somebody a ticket, somebody who shoots from the road is education.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I explain to them when they leave, okay, you know, people have to understand why they may be getting a ticket or a warning mm-hmm. and educate. And that's part of the website. You know, I'm going to be honest. I know there's people on there that I've ticketed before, I know there's people on there that I've arrested before. And I've had officers and people say to me, hey, so-and-so, you know, why you let him on there, or whoever. And I say to them, listen, this isn't the good boys club, okay? Education, maybe it's a deterrency, but it's also, if I can turn somebody from being a legal hunter or poacher into a good sportsman, and it's not just me, Mm -hmm. it's you guys, and it's all the other members on there, the stuff they post, and they start seeing the light. Mm -hmm. And if we can turn somebody to be a good sportsman then it's worth it so that's part of our job
0: and I think part of this Facebook page as well and I think that's part of like the hunting you start out where you're just going out to get something yeah. and then as a hunter you grow to well then you transition into you want to fill your tags yeah and then you transition to that true sportsman where okay I'm going to harvest the dough for the freezer and now I'm not going to shoot that six point or that four point I'm waiting for something yeah. because I, I wanna that is a and that's and, right. and that's right. a progression. I, I felt that progression in the last four years. Yeah. Someone new to, to
2: hunting is not gonna be looking at the big picture of, you know, how to, you know, have the healthiest deer herd yeah. in your area or you know, what impact you have on, on the resource, right? You're exactly. looking at just success usually, you know, just right. at
1: what stage right. are they in their hunting career and mm-hmm. experience? And right. It's like a child you bring fishing. What do you say? We just want action. We don't care if they get a four-inch bluegill. Right. Okay, they're not looking to get a six-pound bass. Just that action, the Mm -hmm. excitement. And we have to keep that in mind, especially with the youth or new hunters. Okay, those experiences they haven't had yet. So let them enjoy the moment.
0: So we have the progression of the hunter. And, um, you know, (laughs) not to QDMA has its pros and cons. um, But as a, you know, I'm taking my 12-year-old into the stand-on on um tuesday mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm really hoping a doe comes by so that, you know that she can she's gonna have just as much excitement with that deer as she would with anything and to get practice and get comfortable with deer underneath her um, yeah yeah take us through what, what you think the the challenge is as getting hunters to move to that level of sportsmanship
1: well you mentioned i know that's a topic you know people discuss qdma and they have some you know a place for that and a great you know great points but as you said people in their hunting career, you know where they're at are they beginners is it a, a youth teenager and i think we're we're focusing too much on what they're shooting and not the traditional the whole concept of what's around it scouting okay mm-hmm. sitting in the stand yeah you know the the smell the environment soaking the experience up and you have to look at the big picture and too many people get transfixed on on just what are they shooting mm-hmm. does it have antlers big enough okay you know it has its place yes it does but we have to be a little more versatile and you know with depending on who you're who's hunting okay
2: but there's different aspects of qdma too a lot of people associate qdma with big antlers you know big bucks and no it's, it's, it's really it's, 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 it's the game management overall herd right you know health of the herd right know, and, a,
1: and 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 exactly and the qdms have their chapters locally and let them help manage their own, because right. it's different, depends on where you're at, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And it's definitely has its place, definitely.
0: And as, a, as we move through this, um, I made mention to that, that bow hunting is my primary thing. I was gonna try to do recurve, but didn't have enough practice. And then that ties into ethics, is that we, we wanna have enough practice with whatever implement we're using, and whatever we are harvesting, the goal is to do it, you know, humanely and ethically, as possible, and that's through practice. Yeah.
1: And now, didn't you say you did bow too? You picked up bow recently on the last. Yeah, podcast. yeah. I mean,
0: I'm I'm new to hunting. I st- yeah. started hunting.
2: This will be my fourth season. Um, I started with bow, though. I mean, um, it's just there's more opportunity. Um, season. The season's longer. Yeah. Um, less, and, and less competition. Less than competition. Early season. Like yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I was telling Adam not too long ago, like, I really uh, once uh, about two three days before a rifle, like most people are like excited first day of uh opening season gun i'm yeah. actually kind of like you know opposite i'm actually like <laughs> i'll still go <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. i'm not against you know hunting with a rifle but yeah the the woods change you know everybody's out there it's
1: a more of a challenge and like adam yeah. said it's a it's more sportsmanship of a, a hunt you're you have to hunt and put your time in yeah okay and it's more of a fair chase you know to the deer and um it's definitely more rewarding. I know guys. Yeah, they will only hunt with a recurve now. Mm-hmm. They went from rifle over the years to compound, and now they'll just do recurve. The most yeah. challenging because it's the most gratifying, rewarding outcome. Right, harvesting a, a nice animal.
0: Yeah, um, and I'm mentoring a, a biology teacher this year. He's excited to take this challenge, and um, you know he's practicing and, and getting ready and. The last thing I want to do is tell him what deer he can yeah. shoot because this is going to be his first – he's 25, this is his first time. Yeah, uh, he, he was on the podcast Sunday. and um, So that's exciting as, as you know, we, we see these people coming in to the, to the sport and, and making that transition, and hopefully they progress through because they, they have to progress through. Um,
1: but we have too many restrictions. You have our laws, mm-hmm. and then you have, you know, the ethics part of it. And then you may have other restrictions with you know certain areas mm-hmm. that could discourage someone. Mm-hmm. So we have to find a good balance.
0: I, I, that's why I like, as far as the ant, antler restriction, I like the just the education, like the let them go, let them grow. Yeah, I think that's the a good thing, and, and yeah. letting people know and make their decision, you know, on what they want to do as a property owner and 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 as a hunter. That's our rights. Yeah, that's our yeah. right. Um, well, you mentioned, quickly, yeah. you mentioned some restrictions,
2: um, and as someone who's relatively new to hunting, I would say probably, you know, it, my understanding when you were saying restrictions and listing all those out, it, it's kind of like um, determined, like things that would kind of deter people from hunting. Exactly. Make it harder to be successful. Um, one of the biggest things, um, as someone who's kind of new to hunting, and, and one of the things that kept me from getting into it until later in life, was access. Um, okay. You know, like, where do I hunt? You know, especially as someone who, you know, moved moved to the area. I didn't grow up here. I don't have, like, those kind of family roots or, or yeah. you know. Um, but you had mentioned, you know, um, access in Rensselaer County. You had threw some numbers out there to us before the Yeah, broadcast. I had looked at
1: some numbers before um, I came in. Um, I know Rensselaer County alone, we have about 20,000 acres, which includes easements you have Pittstown Forest, Tibbetts State Forest, Berlin State Forest, Cherry Plains, Skodak, Grafton. You know, we have a lot of properties. You have the state mm-hmm. parks, and then the WMAs outside of there, and-
2: So how, well, you mention easements. What's a, an easement? Is that just, it's, is it's that like, just access to an area? It may that... be somebody
1: else's property, but mm-hmm. they've signed with the department. Like we have fishing easements. Mm-hmm. People can hunt and access our property. We have an easement assigned Okay, for hunting or fishing purposes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's a good point you bring up. People, okay, we, you know, we go through all this, buy our license, and take the course, mm-hmm. where are we going to go? Right. Yeah. And, and everybody, you know, when you hear people say, well, all the properties are posted. Nobody wants you to hunt their property. Well, there's plenty of state land, yeah. okay, to hunt. Mm-hmm. Okay, plenty of state land to hunt yeah. around the capital district. If I recall, just in Region 4, okay, which encompasses Albany, Schenectady, the Capital District, mm-hmm. and surrounding, we have about 292 plus, almost 293,000 acres.
0: That's, that's great. Yeah. So. Cause that's, cause, uh, there's your access. There yeah, you go. There's plenty.
2: Of, well, that's what I'm learning now is I'm, <laughs> as I'm getting out there um, –
1: and maybe that's part of the hunter safety, you know, when we come or the instructors, because that's always a question, you know, a concern. Right. Is hey, here's a list of properties mm-hmm. whatever county you live in. And, uh, you know, I'll probably post something on the, on the Facebook page. You know, here's all the state lands and you have plenty of access.
0: Yeah. And then um, the hunting ed classes that you attend what do those mixes look like as far as young versus old and um, the
1: DC hunter ed started back in 1949 okay so we have a lot of years mm. of, of experience here um, I believe about fifty thousand students take the class a year in the state really um, it's down a little bit since the 60s obviously mm-hmm. but it's still a Fairly significant number. Um, as far as the courses over the years, you know, is the you know diversity was mm-hmm. uh, was a concern. Over these past several years, our wildlife staff, hunter education instructors, mm-hmm. we've seen a really good mix of diversity in the courses now. Because that was a concern. Mm -hmm. Death of different people, backgrounds, ethnicities, and women, children, Mm -hmm. older people, young people. It's a a really good mix now.
0: Good. Yes. And then, um, so your goals for Rensselaer County, as you, uh, what do you want to see the sportsmen kind of do to support your goals um, as an officer, uh, environmentalist? I, I,
1: I think... You know, as an officer, I, through education and some transparency, I, we want to preserve the sport Mm -hmm. by getting youth involved, and I'd like to see some other uh, groups. You know, your group, uh, this group, my the Facebook page, Mm -hmm. the Rensselaer County Coalition, kind of get on the same page and work together Mm -hmm. to promote events and get the youth involved. You know, as an officer, obviously I enforce the laws, you know, on one side, I, I preservation, conservation, preserving the resource Mm -hmm. while enforcing the laws, but also I want to encourage, um, the sport. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because we know hunting and fishing has its place for population management because certain areas, there's a carrier capacity. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we want to avoid, we have disease, starvation. So yeah, hunting and harvesting is important. But obviously we want it done right for fair mm-hmm. chase, legally, safely, and ethically.
0: And um, so your training, they, they often talk is very similar to state police um, as an ECO. Uh, and, and how does yours differ? from the state police training when you? Well,
1: I haven't taken both, thankfully, but <laughs> <laughs> from my understanding, we have a six and a half month academy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's You report Sunday evening and you leave Friday afternoon back to your, and then have to report back Sunday evening. Um, we focus more obviously on the fish and wildlife, the conservation law mm-hmm. and the 6 NYCRR, which are code rules, and amendment regulations of mm-hmm. the conservation law. Um, and probably a little more on off-road enforcement.
0: Okay. And uh, there's a pretty popular show we were talking about, Northwood's Law. Yes, so, so if they had a New York edition here. Can you give us your best story? <laughs> yeah. you're, you're...
1: There's plenty of them, <laughs> from decoy shooters to you name it. As far as hunting-related stuff, you know, I watch that show, and, and I, I sit there, and I'm like, I do that, and, I, and I'm like, you know, ask I know the question he's going to ask. I know when he splits them up what he's, you know, I kind of, I can relate. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, I had one uh, case where uh, someone had called me and said a truck pulled up about 1130 at night in the field right across from his house and shot a couple deer and threw them in the truck and took off. So I went to there. he had a description of the vehicle, and I circled around, probably for a good hour. And then I looked down this driveway and I see the truck that matched the description. So as I pull in, it had been raining and the driveway, the puddles were just red from blood. So I'm like, I think I'm at the right place or else there's a homicide. Something's not looking good here. The truck door was open. There was beer cans, open beer, a loaded uh, 22 Magnum, spotlights. So at this point, I think I have the right house. Uh, the back of the truck was just covered in blood. And I look in the garage and there had to have been, I think there was four gut piles I turn and look up in the window of the house and I could see a gun safe right through the window. And all of a sudden, all the lights went off. I said, oh, they know I'm here. (laughs) So I called a local uh, uh, trooper in the area. There was a uh, two-man unit and I said, I need some backup. So I was knocking on the window of the the living room and I could see two people pretending they're sleeping. They have their work (laughs) boots on and and there was a Ruttweiler looking out the window right at me. So we made our way into the house. and uh, So in conversation with the two in the living room, they were playing, you know, we don't know what you're talking about. So I walked around the corner of the kitchen, they had a table just piled full of venison. They had a commercial bandsaw, they had a police scanner, a meat grinder, (laughs) and then I looked in the bathroom And there was two deer sitting in the tub which was full of water i don't know they're marinate or something i don't know (laughs) i you know i'm I'm pretending i know what's going on here um so i had the one trooper watch these two in the living room i said let's go upstairs so there's another uh, one of the suspects is in the bed pretending he's sleeping next to the bed is a bloody ball bean hammer I never knew where that came into play. Maybe a meat tenderizer. I don't know. <laughs> In bloody shoes. Get up. So he gets up. I go, okay, I know there's more people here. Yes. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look under the bed. There's another suspect under the bed. Blood all over his jeans. So I send them downstairs, and I asked them, listen, there's any more? And they yes, there's one more of us. Where? Mm, I think he's in the basement. So I take the one trooper with me. We go down the basement. Cold, wet, damp, dirt floor, no electricity. So I have my flashlight. He's behind me. And I'm announcing myself police come out, police come out. No answer. So we make our way to the far end, and there's an old door, and it's closed. I said, okay, this possibility here. So tactically, We open the door, quick peek, quick peek, and I look behind it, shut the door. I turn around and look at the trooper and he's like, what? I go, watch this. We open the door back up and I point. And as all you see is the tips of sneakers, this last suspect was standing between the studs in the wall. Holding insulation in front of him, and as all you could see was the <laughs> tips of his sneakers sticking out. And I quote myself, I said, "Slowly, lower the R-23. You have a 40caliber pointing at you. And sure enough, it lowered, and you see his face, and yeah.
0: And that's wow.
1: Yeah, that's one of my favorites.
0: Now, most of them, uh, most of them, men that are committing these. Yeah. Yes. So, women haven't caught on yet. Yeah.
2: Right. Well, I can imagine um, some of the stuff you hear, too, some of the excuses or things that people say, I can't.
1: Yeah, I mean, generally, the as far as my experience in, in the years I've been doing it, when people are out shooting at night, deer jacking, it's for antlers, mm-hmm. for bucks. Not to put food on the table. Yeah, right. You know, they have expensive guns and nice vehicles. They're trophy hunters. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's so many advantages you can have these days. Um, I mean, I have a a cellular trail camera, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, this is going to be the first season hunting with it. And, you know, I'm sitting in school today, and I'm getting, like, notifications. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel takes a little bit of that it it does it takes feet off the pavement um, or off the off the trail Mm -hmm. out of the woods and I'm getting I'm getting I mean I put the camera there but I'm not sure how I feel about it now Mm -hmm. 10 pointer comes by maybe I'll feel differently yeah but Mm -hmm. right now it's you know I'm I'm watching it I don't know if I'm gonna buy another one yeah because part of it is you're not I'm not out there in the woods to just harvest a deer well you I see mean, a lot going yeah.
2: back and forth to those cameras sometimes you know yeah right. what
1: do we consider once yeah. again fair chase to the animal when you have them on video watching them constantly you know are you really right how hard is your hunt
0: right so that's something i'm kind of tooling with right now is that you know i bought the camera it's it's pretty nice um the camera did get twisted so something bumped into it and mm. uh yeah we'll see um We'll see how I feel after. I mean, it's well within the the law, and yeah. But it's a different. I mean, trail cameras have their benefit. Yeah. Um, I know some states out west, you have to pull them before the season starts, and and I mean, where this technology. Oh, is a question. Drones. Does New York State have any rules on drones and hunting? That you know of.
1: No, I think it's more airspace violation. You know. As far as but hunting, you know, game with drones, it's not in our books.
0: But then it ties into the, you know, I mean, it'd be one thing for for tracking a deer, maybe. I know some people have used it to find deer after yeah. they've they've shot them, yeah. to help find them in the field or find look that way. Um, but it's 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 interesting conversation. Well, I know there are it, states out there that, that, that have I've already passed
2: legislation already. they have kind of gotten ahead of the game there. I think Alaska did. Yeah.
0: Alaska has the rule where you can't hunt on the day you fly. Yeah. So you have to wait twenty-four hours after you fly to hunt. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Brian, anything you want to wrap up with? Um
1: No, I just encourage people to call your local conservation officer if you have any questions, concerns. You wanna know possible state land you can hunt. Uh if you know, you you're not sure about something, you know, call us up. And, um, you know, we'll be glad to help. And uh, don't be afraid to say hi when you see us out. We're not, you know, we're not the bad guys, and we don't think you are either.
0: Brian Cole, you have anything?
2: No, I just want to thank you for coming in and taking the time. I know you're busy. You're ramping up for a busy part of the year, and uh, I just appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And then maybe
1: meet up. I'm thinking um, I talked to you about the uh, outdoor show. Yes, that um, PJ mm-hmm. Hyde and uh, Hoosick Falls mm-hmm. uh, school district I've been involved with we, I helped him uh, start it years ago mm-hmm. but we're looking to do that again maybe we can do a podcast and you can cover that
0: absolutely yeah we'd, we'd love to be I part think of that.
1: they're maybe looking at February, March but I'll, I'll let you know when we
0: nail down a date alright that'd be exciting well thank you for coming on the show and uh you know be safe this year yeah. all you guys out there hunting make sure you're wearing your your uh your safety orange when you're gun hunting and uh, if you're in a tree stand wear a safety harness yeah definitely and uh you know be safe have a good season good luck and we'll see you back here uh we're going to be going out every two weeks now just because deer season's on and uh please tune in hit the like subscribe and as always you can find us on stitcher soundcloud Uh, iTunes and Podcast Addict now. Oh, and Spotify.